Hello, listeners. Welcome to Character Arcana, Character Arc's monthly Dungeons & Dragons play podcast. I'm your Dungeon Master, Richard Bertelson, and joining me today is Ted Hong. I play Doug Saucepots, a rogue in the streets, cook in the kitchen. Uh, see, I was rewriting my intro. <laughs> <laughs> Come back to me. Come back to me. Fantastic start. <laughs> um, Cut this and let's redo it. I play Doug Sauce Pots, the sauciest of pots. Uh, I'm a tiefling rogue and also a cook in the kitchen. I am now in search of my sister after my family has been brutally murdered. And off we go with the everyone here. I don't know what I'm saying. I'll cut that part yeah, out yeah. for sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Also joining me is Nick Slayick. Mendel Sands, the holy man with hammer in hand and the cleric who uses a lot of turmeric. That's, that's a better intro. <laughs> and also joining me is Abby Bryington. Also known as Alabaster Chernobyl, a white dragonborn paladin dragon with a fresh exhale of icy breath. Minty gum, fresh. gum commercial. It's minty. Let me just read. Let me condense my thing one more time. So previously, our party investigated the deaths of the leaders of the warring factions, the Drow Legion, and Bahamut's resplendent Order of Paladins. They were unceremoniously framed for the murders, but managed to convince the new leaders, Daedalus and Richter, to allow them to prove that the true murderer was an elf from Arboron. In the forest, the party learned that the Archdruid of the Elves, Percival, had closed off the forest because a number of his people had been corrupted by a secret society known as the Order of the Blue Flame. After completely abusing the hospitality of the Elves, Mendel recruited a new squirrel familiar, Squeaks. Doug tortured a member of the Blue Flame and figured out that he could find their recruiter, Begret, the Witch of the Wood. The party did manage to defeat the witch and prevent a total destruction of the Ferios forest, but not before she revealed that she had hired the Sentinels to steal one of the three totems that could stop her master, the fallen angel Zariel, from entering the plane and Mendel was a part of the group responsible for the massacre of Doug's family and Barrow Hill. But Mendel abandoned his order, saved Doug's sister, and is now in possession of one of the sacred totems. Damn right I am. But the witch told him that it must be activated before it can be any threat to her master. The party learned that they have an ally in Darendale, Phaedric, the brother of Alabaster's former lover. Who is the... not hot enough to affect me. Maybe a little. Um, a lot. <laughs> the party received a series of powerful gifts as thanks for saving the forest and are now setting sail down the Fairywine River toward the lake on which the city of Darendale sits. So here's what you guys are doing right now. Fairwine River runs just south is it of, made of wine? fairy weather. It is not, <laughs> unfortunately. What is this, Willy Wonka? But it runs just south of fairy weather. So you guys got back. You guys went back to the shore, got on the sea monkey, and then you went south again, just around fairy weather. And then you went down the river because the river cuts across the continent into quite a bit inland and sort of southward until it reaches this large lake. At the end of that lake is Darendale. Now, this is a several-day journey, but I'm going to say we're going to kick up when you guys are about uh, on your second day of the journey, maybe maybe most of the way through the second day of the journey or towards the end of the second day of the journey. This is where we're picking up? 
this is where we're picking up. Doug, uh, just to be clear, because you did kill the witch, the witch is the one who cursed the daggers. Those daggers are no longer cursed, so you do have all the benefits of the daggers. They are plus Yay. one attack and plus one damage, uh, but they no longer require you to end someone's life just because they attacked you first. Also, just to recap for everyone, uh, Mendel does have... It was originally given to him as a helm. It of was a helmet, but now it's a headband. But we did discuss if he could go back to Percival. So we'll do a quick little flashback where, where Mendel <laughs> crawls up to Percival and asks him if he can turn it into a headband. And Percival, of course, rolls his eyes very heavily, but but obliges. It is I mean, a- <laughs> it has to go with my puka shell bear necklace. <laughs> so you guys go down. You, you go along the river for a while. Um, you start passing. Like on the first day, you guys mainly just pass the city. You pass a bunch of farmland. Fairy weather does produce a lot of uh, the crops for the continent. That's why fairy weather is so important as a major hub for trade and food and like just everything off continent as well you guys so the first day you guys pass through you guys have a nice night where it's fine um the next day you guys are mainly passing field and largely unoccupied territory as you guys get to the second evening around dusk time um the landscape to your south starts turning into boggy swampland doug and mendel would both know that's because you're relatively close to where barrow hill is you can't see Barrow Hill from the Fairywine River, but it's in it's in this bayou type type lands, so you're not far at all. As the sun begins to set, you see a little boat, a little fishing boat coming from the opposite direction. So coming from around where Darendale is. Jeff, Jeff, is that you? Hey, look, it's the racers. Oh, Jeff, <laughs> Jeff is here. Oh, Jeff yeah. is here indeed. It is Jeff. <laughs> Jeff. Hey. Look hey, and, Jeff. and it's other Jeff. <laughs> Jeff other Jeff, Jeff here too? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Look Jeff, at you, Jeff. Jeff. Jeffy, Jeff, Jeff. Um, other Jeff just kind of like puts his hand in his head again. Or his head in his hand again. Um, but Jeff is very excited to see you guys. Hey, guys, we, we can't go into the city. It's, it, it's, it's closed. And <laughs> Mendel waves his hand. I have no idea what you're saying. <laughs> As the sun sets, uh, not Jeff uh, grabs Jeff and says, "We've we've got a long journey to go. We've we've got to make it back to Fairyweather. Like Darendale was a bust. We need to find a way to make money." And as dust settles, you see this twirling of shadows, and the shadows seem to gather around not Jeff, and not Jeff says. But while I've got you guys here, I might as well tell you my name. But then the shadow slit his throat. <gasps> Not Jeff! No! Jeff! Jeff! Jeff goes, and he very gracefully leaps into the water and swims to the shore. And these shadows start to twirl up as the as the sun like creeps just below the horizon where it is fully night. You can see like almost as if. There's a part of the landscape where there are no stars or moon even, and they swirl up and head towards the towards the sea monkey. And you all now have to roll initiative. The, How are we gonna void. find another Jeff? He's irreplaceable. Well, Jeff, real Jeff, is alive on the shore right now. <laughs> <laughs> Not Jeff is dead. <laughs> Probably our most tragic character. I have ten. I got a twelve. Fuck. I have a twenty-three. I don't know how to drink this without making any sounds. I'm sorry. <laughs> this just turned into ASMR. Hello, everybody. 
So you guys are all on the sea monkey, and these shadows twirl up around you. Um, they literally just look like darkness. Um, they do not currently have a form. When they did slit not Jeff's throat, um, it did seem for a second that it had like enough form to like hold his head back and slit his throat, but it didn't. It wasn't like completely humanoid. And like, certainly not now. They're just twirling shadows. Corporeal. And it is Ted's turn first. Booyakasha, I launch one of my blue daggers. But his daggers always come back to him, like boomerang. I mean, they don't, but... Yes. Hmm? 18, motherfucker. 18, you definitely hit one of these shadows. Roll me some damage. That's what I'm all about. Plus five, seven. Doug throws one of the blue flame daggers. It seems to puff out in smoke. It doesn't dissolve all of the shadow, but a pretty sizable, like, a lot of it. What happens to my dagger? Um, it just falls. It just falls. It's on the deck of the ship, though. Well, it goes right back to you. You said you did seven damage? Yep, seven damage. I reach out my hand like the Force, and I imagine it's gonna... Like Thor's hammer? Um, Doug holds out his dagger, concentrates really hard on it, as if doing a Force pull on a lightsaber, and absolutely nothing happens because Doug does not have the Force. Damn. And that actually makes it the Shadow's turn. Um, you guys... it's. You? I'm going to go again. You get a second attack. Yeah. All right, fair enough. Fair Fooled enough. you, Shadow, because here we go again. <laughs> so now I prepare to launch my other blue dagger. Huh. You're just going to chuck both of them? Your boomerang daggers. Yeah. And then Abby's I'll... really going hard on this. They come back thing. <laughs> second time's a charm. Uh, here we go. Okay, so 16. Yeah, that hits. Yeah. Uh, it's a seven again. Seven? For damage. That shadow that you hit the first time completely dissolves. And my dagger drops to the, the to deck? To the deck, yes. Okay. Um, I'm going to say you probably threw it about 15 feet. Okay. So you can have I, to move 15 feet to can go I grab it. Which toward you, it? Yeah, you can do I it. I lunge. Yeah. So you <laughs> you dive. Despite <laughs> the fact that you could first. walk to it, you decide to leap at I it. I leap right. at it and pick it up all in one fell swoop. That is what I do. I that does roll. make it the shadow's turn. Um, the shadow's turn because you did kill one of them. There were six of them. Um, there are now five remaining. Um, oh I mean, as you can see, they died pretty fast. However... One of the shadows is going to attack Doug, who leapt at the group of shadows. You um, see Mendel is just kind of swinging his hammer around in the air, screaming, Ghosts! Ghosts! I hate ghosts! A9 almost certainly does not hit. A second shadow is going to attack Doug. Fuck, a six probably doesn't hit either. <laughs> Third shadow's going to try to hit Doug. Fucking amateur hour over here. A 12? Nope. Motherfucker. Fourth one. 14? It's right on 14. Then it hits. Okay. <laughs> Try me, bitch. All right. Uh, so this guy is going to deal. It deals six damage to Doug and Doug's strength. Doug gets a negative three strength penalty. No. It saps your strength. Oh, shiza. But you said, I assume that that meant you were going to do Hellish Rebuke. Um, yeah. So here we go. Uh, that's can... a saving throw, right? Yes. Uh, um, dexterity or constitution? Uh, it is dexterity. 10. With his modifier, rolled a 21. Damn! 
He takes half damage, though. Shadows be dexterous Yeah, that's what it is. Takes half damage on a... So... 16, so 8. 8 damage. Um, also, by the way, they are resistant to fire, so God. they take half of that. So they Damn take it. 4 damage. 4 damage. There's one shadow left. It's going to go after Mendel. God damn it. Swinging his hat, hammer. It, I, it, it misses Mendel. It misses Mendel. It comes and swirls. The ghost kind of comes Terrifying. and tries to. <laughs> I'm just swinging my hammer. It doesn't want to get hit. But that doesn't now make it Mendel's turn. As Mendel just wildly swings his hammer, <laughs> he he holds out one hand and casts Word of Radiance. Each creature that I choose that I can see uh, must succeed on a constitution saving throw. They rolled a 14. Not gonna beat it. Oh no. Oh! What happens? So now all these shadows are gonna take 1d6 radiant damage. Okay, they, roll the damage. Are they uh, susceptible to radiant light damage? They have one damage vulnerability, and it is radiant because you're watching yeah. these. Yeah! I was gonna say, they're shadows. They also have like eight resistances. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> Including fire. 13 damage. 13 damage? Holy to each, to each, yeah, one of them. Do they take double damage? They do take double damage. So twenty six damage. You killed every single one of them. Yeah. <laughs> yes. What Mendel, about me? What about Mendel, my turn? <laughs> Your turn was next, but Mendel killed them all. Mendel. Mendel reaches up his hand, and this just giant white light comes from Mendel's hand, <laughs> and all of the fucking shadows disappear. They all just burst into light, you and they are all gone. Fucking show off. <laughs> it's not yeah. a competition. Yeah. That's right. God. That's right. Doug, your, your negative strength application is true either until you complete a long rest or someone figures out a way to cure it. So you are still, still negative three strength. For this <laughs> yeah. I give Squeaks a pound it. <laughs> squeaks. <laughs> and pounds it. My strength. Squeaks like makes a little motion as if he's the one casting the spell this time, like just to like mimic it. Thank you, sir. You helped me out quite a bit there, little buddy. So where you guys are now, um, you guys did hear Jeff say that the city was closed. Um, you also Hey Alabaster. Did you ever get to attack any shadows? <laughs> oh wait, no, you didn't because I killed them all. Me and my dragon just look at each other and snarl. So you guys are on the boat. Um, the shadows have cleared. Uh, Jeff is like panting on the shore. Uh, you guys do know that he said that the way to the city was closed. You guys know you're trying to get to the city, but you also know that you can see that the swamp seems to be extra dark and kind of, you see fog. Mental cast word of radiant. No, <laughs> <laughs> you see various, you see various fogs. Uh, roll, someone roll me an arcana or a history check. Let's see how we do. Wait, can I divinely sense that sure. darkness? Sure. I mean, should? I got a nine. Sure. So. Well, before they do ten. that, can I do? They have a nine and a ten, so you better roll divine. You better Please. use divine sense. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I just fully get you it. You just divine. Right. You just use one of your uses of divine sense. So I do have exactly advantage on identifying threats to myself. Let's go I don't with me for right now. With you guys on the boat, there's nothing immediately threatening okay. you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah on that, my it boat. Say, it does say. I think it does classify it as, as something that's like an immediate threat to myself. It's my boat, and I'm using divine sense. Back off, bitch. 
So what do I sense? Alabaster uses divine sense. Uh, so what divine sense does is it, it, it senses overwhelming evil, overwhelming good. And what defines overwhelming evil and overwhelming good in this world that is the D&D world uh, usually refers to things that are like demons or gods or deities which come from other planes. So I'm going to go ahead and say that you sense that these things are way nearer, like a lot of these things are way nearer than they should be. It's almost like the veil between planes is a lot thinner here, and you're sensing all kinds of good and bad. You're sensing like, oh shit, I'm sensing the equivalent of this heaven and the equivalent of this hell all at the same time, because I will allow you to deduce that just the veil between the planes is very thin here. You guys know that the totem can prevent this very thing, and it is no longer attuned to anyone, and the last person it was attuned to was in Barrow Hill, and you guys are fairly close to Barrow Hill, so it might be a good opportunity to investigate how to fix that. Alabaster, your eyes are closed. Are you sleeping? (laughs) I was just sucking on a fish head. (laughs) Is that why you missed shadows? I sensed them more than you. Alabaster okay. is literally holding not Jeff and sucking on his With two hands. Do you guys know the vitamin D involved in this? Vitamin D? Get some. Doug knows. <laughs> I'm just going to jump in the water. Alabaster leaps into the water. I mean, the Fairwine River is obviously wide. It's like it's a big river. It's like you could call it like the Amazon. So, But still, that means even a ship of your size takes up like a good chunk of it. So you're not far from shore. Mendel looks over and squeaks. Those dragons needed a bath. (laughs) Uh, Squeaks leaps into the water, but then does like the backstroke and like shoots water out of his mouth, like (laughs) in like a little fountain. Like he's really enjoying himself. Yeah. Mendel's clapping very loudly and giving squeaks a thumbs up. Well done. Well done. Copernicus flies over to Squeaks. And tries to drown him. And Mendel just throws his hammer. <laughs> <laughs> Make an attack roll against uh, Copernicus. I, I, I won't actually. I'll wait to see what the dragon does first. Uh, the dragon just lands on Squeaks. I mean, it's a fairy dragon. It can be light as feather, stiff as a board if it wants. It's a magical creature. And it lands on him. And they seem to be... Enjoying spending time together. They're mating! you were going to have to wash that stomach, sir. Copernicus, get your ass back here. Roll an Arcana check. Um, if you want to do something with Squeaks, you have to roll Animal Handling. He's not magical. Yeah. Squeaks, get that dragon off you. And I roll a third 17. I roll a 17. It doesn't matter. You guys both get what you want because you told two different animals to do different, two different things. They both go back to you guys. So yeah. I give, I give, I give the, Squeaks a very like scolding look. And I give you the Clint Eastward... Eastwood side eye. I'm very disappointed in you, Squeaks. <laughs> Squeaks hangs his head low. Alabaster, do you swim to shore? Jeff is like, hey, racist lady. Come here. Oh, Jeff. I forgot Jeff was over there. <laughs> Damn it. Jeff's just watching everyone. Yeah. I guess Mendel jumps in and swims to shore as well. Can I dunk him? <laughs> can I dunk yeah. Mendel? Oh, <laughs> well, uh, you can try. <laughs> I will roll against that er- all it's day, a, every that's, day. That's uh, athletics checks. Boom, Shaka! Wait, don't say it yet. I watch on like... Family. New family. <laughs> what? 
I got a 19. I got a 21. Damn it! <laughs> Can uh, I do 10 seconds? Alabaster <laughs> holds Mendel under the water for 10 seconds. He flails like Mendel comes back up. <laughs> God damn it, dog. Why didn't you help me? Die. Walk over to the other side of the ship. <laughs> I give Squeaks another disappointing look. <laughs> Squeaks like, 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 what did I do? Like, like a sh- shoulder shrug. <laughs> Mendel goes over and walks away and pouts and drinks, um, <laughs> drinks some wine. I'm so glad you racists are back. Uh, we tried to get into the into the city, but they said it was closed. Uh, something about the the paladins closed it off. We were told that someone could get us into the city. Uh, but he was up here. He was in Old Barrow Hill. Who was that? Uh, an ex- You're all the way on the ship, Doug. I'll shout it. Who was that? <laughs> an ex-paladin, they said. Uh, uh, a Phaedric? Speaking of paladins, don't stand too close to that one. She may try to drown you. I mean, I did see her eat my friend. Uh... <laughs> He was a worthy sacrifice. Unfortunately, I no longer have a boat or a friend, so I hope I don't die. Why don't you come aboard and lay in the cooler? Doug walks over. <laughs> don't. Yeah, I can be on your boat. I'll lay in the cooler. He's an idiot. He's a fucking idiot. Oh, <laughs> uh, 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 Jeff starts swimming towards the sea monkey. He's about to be a member of your crew until he freezes to death and you eat him later, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Keep them on ice. So we have to find. Mendel saunters back over to to Alabaster, like so. You're gonna eat both of them, huh? If the mood hits. Yeah, I don't know how to respond to that. <laughs> Do we know where Phaedric is? Uh, well, Jeff suggested that someone at Darendale uh, said that a person, an ex-paladin named Theodric might be able to find a way into the city and he was last seen actually either still in Barrow Hill from when the flashback was or he returned to Barrow Hill. You don't know which. Doug, I'm really, really sorry about this, but I have to ask you to go back. I to Barrow Hill. Don't want to. I don't want to either. There's a lot of really upsetting memories there as you remember seeing mine but it is where the next leg of the quest leads us and mendel starts walking mendel starts walking into the swamp and he knows where barrow hope would be so he starts walking in that direction you're right maybe i could find sandy sandy so uh doug well doug at this point has to jump off the ship and or actually realistically i'm just gonna force doug to like anchor the ship so that it doesn't just float down the river. I mean, Jeff and doesn't then, do that for us then, before he puts himself in the freezer. I mean, Doug can definitely tell him to do that. <laughs> he knows how to run a ship. Doug tells Jeff to get out of the cooler and put the anchor down. I'll allow it. Yes, Captain. <laughs> and he goes and he very dutifully oh, goes. Uh, it's like a, a this is, like it's not a huge ship, but it's a big enough ship that like like, the other crew, I'm going to assume, are passed out because Mendel probably drank with them the whole way. And Absolutely. so uh, Jeff very laborious, like, laboriously, like, takes this this uh, anchor, which is twice his size, drags it across the deck, drops it down. Just, it's a lot of hard work. Uh, he makes sure this ship is steady. He uses the uh, the wheel to make sure that it doesn't, like, bang against, as it stops, it doesn't bang against the shores or anything like that. It's really, like, a 20-minute process. And then he stops... And he 
once he's satisfied that the whole ship is taken care of, he opens the cooler, crumbs back in, and shuts it on him. Yes. <laughs> Doug stays on for 20 minutes watching the whole ordeal. <laughs> Not and, helping. And then he shrugs and then just walks off. So Mendel is by himself in Barrow Hill now. All right, guys, you guys start walking towards Barrow Hill. Um, the swamp, I mean, it takes a minute, but it doesn't take, like, all day or anything. It takes probably an hour and a half. You guys don't really pass anything particularly, inter- particularly interesting. There is that fog that I mentioned. The fog kind of changes colors. Like, sometimes it's red, or it's red in that direction, and sometimes it's blue in the other direction. As Mendel and Squeaks walk together, can they work on, like, a little dance routine? Like, you guys do the same moves, but he's yeah. on your shoulder? Yeah. No, you have to lead in with your left shoulder. <laughs> Give me an animal handling, and Squeaks will roll for... God, I don't know. Yes! I am rolling on Intelligence? The... Acrobatics. Acrobatics? Okay, acrobatics, fine. A 23 on animal handling. 23? Squeaks' acrobatics roll um, was only a 6. Uh, but you rolled so well that I will say that you gave him advantage. Let's see. Does he get it? Does he get it? He rolled a nat 20. Yeah! <laughs> uh, Squeaks. So Squeaks does struggle for a minute. Like, he's trying to kind of map you out. And I coax him and... a little bit. Like, no, 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 buddy. You do it. Do it like this. Like this. And then he almost does it better than you the second time. It's <laughs> fucking right. You. Well, it's not a competition here. <laughs> but you still take the credit. Guys, check this out. Mendel turns around, and now we perform our dance. <laughs> what are you talking about? Is it more like YMCA, Macarena? Like, uh, I'm assuming it's something very it's, like. It's stilty. kind of like the electric slide. Okay. Oh. Okay. Yeah, that's that's more of what I was envisioning. When he does like a full like sidestep slide, um, he does go like you do lean your head forward, and he slides all the way across your shoulder to the other side. God, yes. They don't teach him things like the floss, or. <laughs> I tell Squeaks to go freestyle. He starts doing like the lawnmower. So yeah, the fog just kind of, it doesn't do anything to you. Just, you just notice that it has a tinge of sometimes red, sometimes blue, sometimes purple, sometimes black, sometimes regular fog, like a grayish white. We time our dance to the changing colors of the fog. (laughs) (laughs) Squeaks full on jumps off and break dances to like (laughs) the disco light show that is the fog. Enough distractions. I, is there? Is it worth? Is it worth looking into with the weird fogs? Because that's not natural. Red fog. Mendel that sounds. Mental doesn't even care. He's <laughs> like, I got my dance number coming. Oh look, it's nature's disco light. Oh shit. <laughs> so Abby did do divine sense, and she could feel essentially the gods and the devils all present closer than they should be. You can give me a history check to get more details if you'd like, or an arcana check, history or arcana. I have a 12. It's possible that what you're seeing is is the thinness in the veil between the planes, but you can't be more specific than that for sure. And then you guys, Nick is deep throating. <laughs> the fucking crust. The cheese-filled crust. That's why it's called stuffed crust. Get that cheese, man. Oh my God, get that bread. So you, the fog prevents you from seeing super far ahead, but you guys do come across the first burned remains of a building, so you guys do know you're in Barrow Hill. Um, Doug clenches his fists. Mendel takes the puka shell bear necklace off of his neck and just kind of holds it out in front of him like the daggers when they glue and showed him the direction. 
Uh, roll me a religion check. With my modifier, I rolled a 20. Uh, so you hold the the bear totem out. Pukas start to shake and rattle. <laughs> and roll. <laughs> um, there we go. But you can feel it kind of pulling you in a direction towards kind of the center of town or through the center of town. Guys, guys, the necklace is pulling me. The, the the it's puka pulling. Mendel follows it. Mendel follows. Do you guys? Wait, fo- I follow. I lead. So Mendel starts following the bear uh, totem, but Alabaster kind of shoves him aside and walks in front of the bear totem, but also Blindly. has to kind of look back and make sure she's going in the right direction. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mendel Mendel just kind of starts to randomly turn different directions, like he can't feel which way the necklace <laughs> is going. <laughs> Oh, is it is it pulling me this way? This way? I don't know which way to go. <laughs> what do you do, Ellen? I have to I have to go to wherever he's going. I have to do that. <laughs> I have to follow suit. So they zigzag through town yes. a little bit. <laughs> um, the least efficient way is possible. It's only once or twice that they they step on the skull of a dead halfling or something. Uh, <laughs> oh no, Jimmy! Jimmy's. You recognize the bones. <laughs> I can tell you, you knew everybody. It was a very entrance. bony individual. <laughs> Mendel, make a deception check to tell me if you actually get where you're supposed to go while doing this. Don't you mean where I go? <laughs> I got a net one. Oh my god! You guys are now out of town, but also nowhere, like just in the middle of a swamp. Okay, I follow. I follow the necklace. I follow the necklace normally the way back. Necklace, follow me. Are we going to my hometown? Let's go. I'm gonna lead you all to Barrow Hill. Let's go. Doug was able to deduce that where you were originally going was the center of town, and Doug knows where that is. Doug heads straight to the center of town. You guys can follow him if you want. I'll follow, but I keep my head high. I try like, this to is race, my idea. I try to race Alabaster. <laughs> it's um, just a couple of, like, quick steps, and yeah. then it's a full-on, th- like, sprinting. But both our noses are in the air the whole right. time. Copernicus takes flight as uh, Alabaster is running, and Squeaks leaps onto Copernicus's back and spreads his arms, like, <laughs> Titanic style. And... Um, <laughs> Stop playing, <laughs> Copernicus. Stop it. Mendel doesn't Mendel doesn't see this because he is fully, fully focused on beating Alabaster in this foot race. Uh, Do I beat Abby in the foot race? Uh, Do I beat Alabaster? Acrobatics yeah, check for those. For bo- okay. I hear them chasing after me. And I'm like, oh, God. So I start running ahead. 18. Deduct 10 from that. And I'm not going to say the real number. So Doug, so like vehemently move forward towards this other town that he does make it there first but then Mendel slams into the back of him because he's so busy looking at what Alabaster is doing um, and then Alabaster comes up shortly thereafter <laughs> so we like dog piled on top of each yeah, other kinda. now <laughs> god damn it Doug why do you just stop in the middle of the road <sighs> you guys do see a little campfire burning um, it's burning kind of low like it's been burning a long time and it's currently unattended um, on the campfire is a little, like, tin cup, and... I drink it. All right. Uh, <laughs> what are we doing? Um, Mendel sits down and starts warming his hands by the fire. Alabaster grabs the tin cup, drinks it, oh, fuck. and it's just dirt. <laughs> just dirt pours into her mouth. 
I love dirt. How's that taste, Alabaster? Delicious. Delicious dirt. It tastes like dirt. dirt? And, um... In my culture, it's a cuisine. A, a cuisine? Is that what you hold drinks in? Is that the thing you hold drinks in? I'm not even going to make you roll deception because you called it cuisine. <laughs> <laughs> you clearly failed. How dare you. Yeah, I guess if uh, you needed a, 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 a cuisine for that cup of dirt. <laughs> I hate it, but I smack my lips. I can't let anyone like you know. Just, you totally down you the just rest of the dirt. <laughs> but I hate it. Hot dirt. Yep. Who the fuck was making this? I mean, it's delicious, guys. Be jealous. So, Middle um, actually kind of like nods at her like, okay. Uh-huh. Right. Respect. Yep. Respect. Yeah. <laughs> You know it's bullshit, but she followed she, through. She ate all the fish. She drank all the fucking dirt. I would have done it too. <laughs> so out of a nearby hut, one of the closest ones to the fire, which is still mostly intact, like there's damage to it, but it didn't burn completely to the ground like most of the others. There appears in the doorway this six foot four man. He stands up very straight and tall. He has a shoulder width of easily three feet. He has short black hair. Uh, he has short black stubble on his face uh, going over his chin, which that jawline could cut glass. It is so sharp. His very pronounced pecs also have a five o'clock shadow. And he is, cause he is shirtless, just wearing plate mail greaves, just the pants. And he steps out and he says, Alabaster, so great to see you again. And Mendel, too. This is Theodric. Mendel stands up kind of as tall as he can and kind of like sucks in his stomach a little bit and pushes his chest out. <coughs> Alabaster. Hello, Theodric. <laughs> I've unfortunately been uh, stranded here for a couple days. I'm sorry I've, I've let myself go. He looks down to his perfect V-cut in six-pack abs. Yeah, I know exactly what you mean. Sometimes when you're camping out, you... All you've got is uh, <coughs> wine uh, to drink. Enough Mendel, you fool. <laughs> Alabaster immediately lays an egg. What? An egg. Mendel looks at Squeak. Doug is still just sitting on the Alabaster, ground watching or, uh, this unfold. <laughs> um, Phaedric saunters up to Alabaster and... Uh, Alabaster purses her lips for a kiss. <laughs> um, he doesn't lean in to kiss you, but he does touch your cheek and he says... Oh, Allie, some things never change. <laughs> Mendel, Mendel, like, does the thing where he, like, smacks Doug on the shoulder and, like, laughs. <laughs> and points. Her name's Alla. Come on. <laughs> Alabaster, how have you been? After you left the Paladins, I, I got kind of worried. I know we both took his death kind of hard. There's not I a day that goes by. she took it. Oh, <laughs> That I don't think about him. But we do have questions, Phaedric. Of course. He looks over to Mendel and he says, <laughs> Mendel's not looking at him. Mendel's drinking from his wineskin. You're, you're really gonna... Uh, liquid carbs, huh? <laughs> he puts the cap back on real quick. I, I We got off the boat and we didn't have time to... Middle walks away. <laughs> I did go back to Darendale. Uh, he looks to all of you now. Like he, he's, he's definitely just telling you guys the, the story. He's like, I didn't think I'd see you again, Mendel. I thought that you would just disappear. I thought you could keep 
the totem safe and, and everything would be fine, but once it was severed from its master, the veil between the planes split open and now all of the ethereal plane, which is the border between us and all other planes, all of hell and all of the heavens, risk pouring in through Barrow Hill. It must be attuned to a new soul, and I can't do that. I cannot be the target without the without the totem, and also I cannot attune it to someone. Mendel walks back over holding the, uh, the puka shell necklace. If I just put this back on the body of the dead old bear, will that work? I'm afraid not. His soul no longer resides in this realm. Uh, he could probably have the totem back in whatever realm he went to, but we need it attuned here in order to seal this place off. Um, I did go back to Darendale in my time, but I left when uh, Richter returned. Richter actually marched his army to Darendale. I'm afraid he might have been corrupted by the, sac by the Order of the Blue Flame. He has closed off the city, and I fear he, l he plans to use the city to take control of the continent for the Paladins officially, so that he may bring all of the armies against the Legion. You mean Richter, right? Guy that I met in a bar, double-fisting beers. Did he seem kind of like a douchebag? Sounds about right. Um, I mean, I guess that's a nice way to say it. Yes, this is Richter. He just didn't strike me as a very smart person. Oh, this is not a smart move. The Legion is far more powerful than the Paladins. If open war with the actual governments of this continent happened, they would be crushed. And so would all of the cities. Mendel gives squeaks a look like, oh shit. <laughs> Was that Thedric who did that? <laughs> Alabaster, I need Mendel to attune himself to the bear totem, but I also need something from you. <laughs> All right, Doug, I guess we're going to have to go over here for a little bit. Phaedric, between you and me, Mendel's an idiot. We heard that. Mendel's giving you both the thumbs up. Because he, he thinks showed, you're about to go But do what it. is it that you ask? He showed great courage when I found him for the first time Ugh. and allowed him to keep the totem. There are more totems. There is one at the bottom of the lake before Darendale. I need you to be attuned to that one. And Doug. And he reaches into his pants immediately. You know um, but, then he, but then Wait. he pulls out like a parchment and he's like, oh, I got thanks. word from the dwarves. Thank <laughs> <laughs> Why did he reach in his loincloth? Because yeah. that's where the parchment was. Why? Just read it to Look, me. I, I don't, don't know about it. you guys, but the don't best place to keep paper is in your pants. They both start with peas. If these two have decided to welcome you to their party, then I think of there could be no better soul to attune themselves to the third. Is the third a cupcake? Please let it be a cupcake. I do not know the exact nature of either the second or third totem, but I know where they are. The dwarves have discovered one under the mountain. If Zariel comes into this plane, it doesn't matter what Richter does or what Daedalus does or who wins this war. We will become the 10th plane of hell. All right, well, how do I get this thing to work then? And then Mendel kind of like smacks the bear totem. Something that you must know if you go to attune yourself. I do know where you can do that, but the shadows play games with your minds. The fog... It contains all of the secrets and knowledge of every plane that has ever existed. A normal mortal who, who experiences these sensations 
is like to go mad. It is too much for our brains to take. I have been able to avoid this thus far. I was making some soup earlier. Did anyone, did anyone drink that? You mean the dirt? Yeah, Alabaster drank the dirt. <laughs> he gives, it was he delicious. He gives a, a, a pound of it again. Like I said, I've, I've managed to avoid the insanity of the, the fog. I do like my dirt, though. Mendel looks over at Doug, and Mendel kind of tries to, like, whisper this. He's, I don't, I don't know if he actually escaped the effects of the fog. You think? <laughs> um, Phaedric presses his, his ripped body against Alabaster. Thank you, Mendel, for killing the shadows. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Mendel, Mendel swings his, his hammer. starts to... Tent. Mendel swings his hammer at Thadric. <laughs> <laughs> this is the fog already testing us. May I divinely sense? No. Thadric's not evil. He's, he's he's not. He does not have his wits about him right now. But also, you know that he's not doing anything untoward. Like he's just confused. He's still able to conduct himself. So, but he's not. He's not in possession of any evilness or anything like that. There is a being who has crossed the plane. It is sympathetic to not letting her, Zariel, taint our plane. But he also cannot attune himself. He is a being of great power. Uh, he is the Nightwalker. He comes from the ethereal plane. And he can reattune the totem. Where do we find this Nightwalker? You can find him where the old bear died. So basically, if you'd have just told me yes... I can go put the puka shell necklace on the old bear's corpse. We would have still technically gone to the right place, and we would have eliminated everything that's happened between now and then. Thanks for nothing, dirt coffee. And he starts walking towards the old bear's house. Thedric turns to Alabaster, and I rolled to see if some of his true self, his non-crazy self, could come through and tell you what he wants to tell you. Um, he rolled a one. <laughs> Reroll. So he goes. Humana, humana, humana. <laughs> Hi. No. <laughs> Would you like more dirt coffee? But you can see that when he looked at you, it was deliberate enough to suggest that, hey, maybe if this were fixed, he might be a more reasonable person for you to talk to. Uh, as uh, you guys start to walk away, which I'll let you guys decide what you want to do, because I think Doug wants to do something first. Um, but he does do the little peck dance. Um. Not Doug. Thadric. <laughs> Thadric no, does the little Stop peck dance. Doing that Doug does not. <laughs> Doug does no, no such thing. And then no he sits peck down peck. at the fire again and looks at his empty cup of dirt. And he's like, and he's sad, like he forgot that it was that you guys told him you drank it. And he's like, oh. Doug pours a bit of his wine into. Yeah. The, Maybe this will calm him down for Thanks a bit. Thanks for the coffee. Um, Doug Thedric. pours a little bit of wine into his cup. Uh, Thedric just kind of shrugs and drinks it. Guys, this is this is way better than dirt. <laughs> Holy shit, what do you call this? Wine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like the river. Oh, a river of wine would be just top notch. Did somebody say a river of wine? Mendel heard that from wherever he was. <laughs> Thedric's head shoots over and he jumps into the river. Wait! <laughs> Patrick, we'll come back for you. You guys could just tell him to go hang out with Jeff. Will the river take him to Jeff? 
if you tell him to hang out with Jeff, I'm going to have to make him get in the freezer. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Thedric, you're going to walk all the way back to the boat. Inside the freezer, you're going to find a fish man named Jeff. You're going to open the freezer, no! and you're not going to get inside because, as I've stated already, it locks from the outside. This is a hallucination. Keep swimming and finding your dirt. I mean, your coffee. You guys each roll a persuasion check. <laughs> Alabaster and, and uh, Mendel. Doug just looks on with hands open. See what this handsome idiot does. 21. Let him be. He's crazy. For now. Oh, I, I got an 11. Yeah, for, for now, he's dumb. just kind of bathing the river. Uh, by I mean, you guys actually, truly, honestly, you guys can't actually see the river where he ran and jumped in because it took a while to walk to the village. But Plus, he's hallucinating. He's just swimming on he dry land. He he jumped in a river. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's in one of the... Like, it's a bog, so he's in one of the little like the pond-like ones. areas. Yeah, like... Okay. A all right. puddle. In little... He's just splashing yeah. in a puddle. <laughs> and he thinks he's swimming. He's doing the backstroke. <laughs> oh, this is... Uh, you guys have a nice ship. He looks at a tree. <laughs> Mendel, Mendel looks over at Squeaks. And then Mendel takes another sip of his wine skin as he walks towards the bear's house. And we all go. Uh, I will catch up with you two in a moment. I need to see my family. Don't and take too long, Doug. I'll be right there. Hurry up. You're going to miss the fish heads. I think you've got that covered. I do. <laughs> So uh, Alabaster and Mendel start wandering a little bit like northeast-ish towards the old bear's house, which Mendel knows where it is. He's, he's hunted him before. Doug goes just a little bit north, kind of closer to the river, but you go to your old farmhouse, uh, Sonny's old farmhouse, and uh, you see the barbecue pit prepared for Sonny's famous hog roast, the last thing he promised to teach you how to make. Doug's eyes water. The fog around you... At first, it seems to like change colors and in, in, in tune with your emotions. It becomes like these dim purples and blacks and grays. All of a sudden, it turns red. And you hear the neighing of a horse. And a horse leaps out of seemingly nowhere. Its mane is fire. It is a jet black horse with a mane of fire and hooves of fire. This is a nightmare. The word nightmare literally refers to For the darkness and mare, a female yeah. horse. Yeah. Um, this is what this is. This is a nightmare. And it leaps towards you out of seemingly nowhere. You cannot be surprised attacked, but it is midair descending upon you. Roll initiative. It's I a realistic have a 19. Horse. You definitely get to do something before it lands on you. I dodge and equip myself with my two blue flame daggers. Uh, I'm you trying do to assess a dodge the situation. Action? Yeah out of the way it has disadvantage when it tries to attack you right. on its turn which it will just now do dodge doug dodge oh it rolled a 14 and yeah, that so, hits you yeah yeah that hits can we hear any of this going on can we see the fire from where we are the um, flaming roll me perception checks no Eight. i mean i got a 12 you guys don't as of right now hear anything um but nobody's trying to get you to hear anything so the check was a little harder than it might be Hint, hint, Doug, um, but it's not your turn. He's attacking you. He did hit you, and he is now going to roll damage. Turn him into she. glue. Yes, she. It's a nightmare. She? She deals uh, seven damage. And also, when she lands on you, 
she disappears, but because she's in contact, like she came out of nowhere. And when she made contact with you, she dealt seven damage. And also she disappears into nowhere, but because she's in contact with you, you also planar travel with her. So she kicks me into another dimension, essentially. Yes. Another okay. dimension. Another and dimension. Like it's like you're flying through a bunch of images of things that are way beyond your mortal mind to possibly comprehend. Doug, like this the is... gate is open in Full Metal Alchemist. So this as you're you flying don't go through it, yourself. I need you to roll me a D100. Oh, that's probably not good. It's a 10. The inundation of knowledge, divine knowledge beyond your possible comprehension makes you go a little mad. No! What? <laughs> what this means mechanically is you retreat into your own mind and become paralyzed. The effect ends if you take damage. Get him some milk. So, this horse... That boy he, needs some milk. Sorry. Go ahead. This horse kicked you through... Your bones. <laughs> this horse kicked you through multiple dimensions. You saw things that no mortal man should see. And when you landed back in this dimension, your brain was fried. And now, until you take damage, you are paralyzed because you can't unsee what you saw, which is incomprehensible to you. Okay. Because he's a baker, does he have advantage against being fried? Thank you. <laughs> yes. Yes. Advantage. You cannot move or speak. Right. I, so you like cannot in, make noise or do anything to draw attention to yourself. So what I'm going to do is... I'm in the I'm mid-seizure right now. Can we just notice that he's taking too long? That's what I'm going to make you guys do again as another... That was my I'm idea. I'm going to make you guys do another perception check to see if you realize you've been gone for too long. Don't you Don't you try to take credit for that. <laughs> Has it been too long? <laughs> I'm already on it. We've only walked away. There for, we go. This yeah. was like two that's minutes gonna, tops. That's going to give Papa the... I got what a 22. Oh, I didn't get that good, but I got a fucking... I already know what I have to do. 18. I just want to draw attention that, that Doug did a, like a hey teacher moment and was like, has it been long enough for them to notice? It's only been like two minutes. No! Um, do you want to die, Doug? Because <laughs> I can have this horse stomp you to death. <laughs> Possibly. <laughs> I mean... I want to handle this. Yes, practically speaking, you're yeah. right. <laughs> Oh, it's been 120 <laughs> seconds. He's been gone for too long. <laughs> you guys both realize Something's that wrong. something is amiss. I look at Alabaster in the eyes and... I look at Mendel in the eyes. Stare deeply. I stare disgustedly. I lean closer and closer to her face. Uh, Thadric from the puddle goes, Kiss the girl. <laughs> The crap. Slap him with a lawsuit. <laughs> yes. And I, I get real close to the point where she can smell the wine on my breath. Doug's been gone an awful long time. Almost two minutes. Almost two minutes. I don't know about you, but I only need one minute to cry. Mendel, get the fuck out of my face. Mendel backs up a little bit. What I meant by that is he shouldn't be taking this long for emotional needs. So maybe we should go check on him. Okay. I rolled two D100s to see how far you, away you guys are. You guys are now in combat. I'm going to need you to roll initiative because you're trying to get back to him when danger is present. You guys are 80 feet away. 
16. Eight. So, Mendel, it is your turn, but you are 80 feet away. Well, Mendel will take a full dash action then. Uh, what does that make you? What is your speed? 30. So, so 60. 60. So you are now 20 feet away. You can oh! see. Oh, and then Mendel uses Misty Step. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Mendel activates his headband and uses Misty Step. <laughs> I know it's your headband now. I'm just... I'm just loving the idea. Of that so do you just like pull the knot tighter? <laughs> I do. Mendel, Mendel runs 60 feet, stops, pulls his headband tighter, and then Gives like, him. and then like concentrates really, really hard, like he's going to poop. Gets a nosebleed. <laughs> and teleports 30 more feet forward. You teleport 30 feet forward right onto Doug, I assume, and Squeaks falls 20 feet behind onto the ground, but he didn't move yet, so he scurries back up to you to catch up to you. I will, I'll say you can use a bonus action. If you have a spell that's a bonus action, but you can't attack. I will land on top of him, and I will get into his ear, and I will whisper, Heal. <laughs> <laughs> Which causes Doug to recover how many hit points? 1d4 plus my spell casting. So you heal for 10. Sounds good to me. Yes! So Mendel runs up, teleports, heals Doug for 10, and that makes it Alabaster's turn. Alabaster, you are 80 feet away. A dash is an action, and where does that get me? It will get you 20 feet away from me. Uh, it'll get you 60 feet forward, I believe, but it will get you 20 feet away from them. You'll be able to clearly see them at that point and be within the realm of them. What a waste. I don't Can have time for this. Anything? I'm going to swim on the land. <laughs> Can I? She's going to breaststroke across the ground. That's like half her speed. <laughs> uh, can you you can move your regular speed and throw a javelin, but you'd be at disadvantage when you did it. I'm going to do that. You're going to throw it? Fuck yeah. You have to roll the d20 twice and tell me what the total is with the lower number. Okay. I want to redo my entire action. <laughs> I wish to redo everything. Um, plus one. So 14? No, I have all these. A 14 hits, Abby. I oh! hit! I would like to go through with that action. So I would like to reiterate that I want to be kicked by the horse again to go through the... I need to go see truth again. You need to roll damage for me, Abby. So I'll do five plus seven? Uh, 12 damage? Yes. All right, you deal 12 damage to this beast. You throw the spear from 50 feet away or, yeah, 50 feet away. You land into the nightmares that's leaping between planes and you land on it and it deals a, a, a chunk of damage. I mean, it doesn't kill it by any means, but it's still leaping through the through the spaces. That um, it needs to kick me again. That actually makes it Doug's turn, but Doug is I, paralyzed. I was gonna ask, does the healing affect me? Because then... No, because the madness specifically says when you take damage. It doesn't say when you're affected by healing or anything like Mendel, that. Mendel, slap me. <laughs> Give me the help action. You can't actually speak, though. You can't make noise. I, I, so oh. I'm just going. <laughs> yep, you're just. Uh, so that makes it the nightmare's turn. The nightmare then goes for a leap at a Mendel. Because Mendel oh, God, a horse! But he misses Mendel and hits Doug once more, kicking him into another Squeaks, protect me! Hey, Mendel, I say this somewhat sarcastically, but uh, does a 24 hit? No. 
Not with my added AC from Squeaks. It slips off of Mindel and strikes Doug. Like, <laughs> yeah, I, I oiled up real quick before this. I get I get advantage for being slippery. Flashback on the boat, Mendel is literally just <laughs> slathering himself in oils. Luby. On top of his armor. Like <laughs> yes. <laughs> Mendel, you take 19 damage. Good God, man! He rolled way better than when he hit Doug. Also, roll a d100. Oh God, damn it! Or you will also be knocked through the plains. 90. The character is stunned. Incapacitated and cannot move. Ability to speak is impaired but not lost. Automatically fail strength and dexterity saving throws. Attacks have advantage. So you can't move, but you can still speak. Um, it's well, not I just very... got kicked by a horse and <laughs> hurt really bad. He's chosen his words wisely. <laughs> squeaks. Squeaks. There's squeaks. Can I, can I still attack the horse? Why do we have to hurt the horse? I didn't want to hurt the horse. We love you, horse. Can we kill it with love? Make a constitution saving throw. I mean, that's a 22. Saved. You are stunned, but you kind of shake out of it. Next round? Yes, I will say that's the end of your turn. Oh, I feel, like I feel like I just got kicked by a horse, guys. <laughs> Anybody else feel like that? <laughs> <laughs> Alabaster, it's your turn. I'll run and throw. Uh, Alabaster does her best impression of a track and field star running <laughs> as she prepares her javelin. Roll me an attack roll. 14 plus one. Yep, you hit. Yeah, but do I kill? Do I main? Now you roll your Do I glue? Six. Now you roll do your you, do you, <laughs> do you? Are we gluing? 12. All right, you land another javelin into this fucking horse. <laughs> and... I have no wish to fight you. I mean, it's not dead, but... It's it's like pretty hurt. Uh, roll me an animal handling or a religion because it comes from a different mm. plane, I guess. We can do this mid-battle? Yeah. First of all, it's a nat 20. Uh, okay. The horse, as it takes a javelin to the side, looks at you and is also like, fucking respect, you know? <laughs> like, can I hoof him? Can I hoof him? Up high. You've been hoofed. Um, so you you're still twenty feet away, so you so you can do the hoof. It can kick its hoof up like yeah, it wanted to, but we it, do it, a little, you're not like close enough to touch it. Yeah, an air hoof. Um, yeah, air hoofed. And then it also looks at the javelin in the side and it goes, <laughs> and then it just disappears through the planes. It definitely, is kind of the horse is definitely kind of just a horse. Like if you can animal handle Spear. it with a twenty or or or, his, oh, or a religion oh, with a twenty, then that was his move. Yeah, that's right. It's at least it doesn't hit you guys. It's just going. Well, roll me a perception check. Well, before I do that, can I bring it back and keep it? No. I want. I want it. You've done enough this time. I want it. No way that happened. However, it does horse. make it Doug's turn. Doug, because you did miss a turn already, <laughs> I will let you roll a Constitution saving throw to get out of your seizures. I can um, get out of my seizure. It will be against its hopefully check. Oh, God, I'm so scared right now. Don't be scared. Go into the light. Oh wait, come back. I've already light. been through the light. Come back. This is the reason come to why. The darkness. Into the darkness. Come back to the swamp. Mm, it's questionable. It's an 11. Oh, he rolled a 19. I um, feel too comfortable in this seizure. You are I'm still seizing. Go back into the um, light. That makes it the nightmare's <laughs> turn. Mendel's <laughs> 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 just watching. <laughs> like, hey, what are you doing, Doug? <laughs> 
We're, we're, we're fighting. We're <laughs> I'm on a high right now. I'm just... What? The nightmare does go to attack Doug again this time. No! Mindel, shield me with your body. Uh, 14, we know hits. Oh, 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 oh. Oh, right. That's oh, right. Oh, oh. Unless Mindel stops from getting hit so you don't wake up. No, no don't. Roll away, Mindel. Roll away. It, it won't stop him from hitting you. But as a reaction, when a creature attacks someone else other than me, within five feet of me, I can attack it. Well, let's complete the horse's attack yes. first. Wake me up <laughs> before you go. Oh. Lying eyes. That's such a lie. It's not. Well, 16. I still live. Yes. That puts me at a healthy 13. Um, but then Mendel, because of his sentinel actions. 26 to hit. It definitely hits. <laughs> yeah. I wake up with a gasp. <gasps> Doug's awake. 11 damage. This nightmare is not dead, but it is getting weaker and weaker by the moment. That's what you get for attacking my friend when he's down. That does make it Mendel's actual turn. <laughs> oh, D Doug's awake now. So Doug's I don't have to wake now? Doug up. Okay, well, fuck that then. I'm just going to attack the horse. Attack the horse. But not bad. 22 to hit. It hits. Take this, demon stallion. Oh, that's a D100. That's not... Can we use that? No. <laughs> Mandel deals 80 damage. <laughs> <laughs> the game goes in reverse. We fix everything. Uh, 13 damage this time. <laughs> Getting pretty close to death's door. Like, uh, this, this, this nightmare is severely, severely hurt. You kind of see Mendel getting, like, angry. And you kind of see, like, this, like, rage in his face. Uh, as Mendel expends another war priest point to take another swing. 18. That hits. But a gentle 18, or nay. Uh, another 10 damage. Take Mendel. this, horse! Mendel, how do you kill this ethereal horse? Not yes! painfully. Mendel is just in this, like, blood fury rage, and you see him. The horse attacks Doug, and Mendel reacts by smashing the horse with his hammer and then you see Mendel smack the horse again with his hammer and you see Mendel go for a third smash and you just see like our poor lighthouse keeper this hammer just sinks down into the skull of this horse and it's like fucking whack-a-mole Ponyta no <laughs> that's what you're gonna evoke <laughs> when I slaughtered this old man. <laughs> uh, and Mendel is just kind of left standing there. <sighs> just kind of still with this angry look on his face and his hammer trembling as it rests on the, the husk of this horse. So the horse is gone. Um, it is it is just a collection of skull bits on the ground. And um, I mean, nothing really changed about, around you. Like... The fog is weird colors and stuff like that. This this horse seemed to be an anomaly. It seemed to be like, you guys have kind of gathered enough information that says that, hey, the, the veil between planes is weird. Like, uh, as Alabaster, as she kind of tested the waters of being able to communicate with this horse, it was just a horse that was confused as to why it was traveling through planes. It just so happened to kick you also through planes. I could have thrown um, a Pokeball. It was just playing. <laughs> it it kind I mean, I don't know if it was just playing, but it was afraid and running away and just kind it of was running planing. into everyone. I mean, 
There's po there's a possibility that Alabaster could have convinced it just to be playing. Um, That's what I would have liked. But now it's dead. But now it's dead. Problem solved. So, <laughs> modern problems require modern solutions. Ninety nine problems, but a horse ain't one. Indeed. Um, so Doug has mourned his family, and you guys know you have to go towards the old bear's house. Do you guys head towards the old bear's house? Can I just Father. gather some horse jerky? Yeah, for sure. Um, it's for us, guys. As, as they're all oh, doing this, Mendel kind of just walks off by himself for a minute, and he's just kind of like staring at his hands, and his hands are shaking. Do you want to step into maybe a little boggy pool and cool off? It sounds like you're trying to seduce him right now. Do you want to? I was just picturing. Like... Actually, I was actually truly, truly honest. I was picturing the yeah. funny thing of like he's heated. So yeah. He steps into a little pool and like sizzles. <laughs> I'd like to not get raved by a puddle monster right right after the horse fight. That is possible. Thadric pops his head up from a puddle. What? <laughs> Puddle monster. <laughs> I'll be a puddle monster. <laughs> um, uh, alabaster. Yes. Um, father. I'll tell you what. You can roll a d twenty to see how many pounds of jerky you get, or you can you can cast like cure wounds or one of your healing spells, yeah. or do lay on hands, and I'll give you twice as much jerky <gasps> if you heal the horse before you. I will plunder it for parts. <laughs> you can heal the horse. To plunder it for parts? Yes. I think I, I think she could restore some of its tissue and then also scrape it off for jerky. Yeah. But didn't she only just <laughs> didn't he only crush his head? Her head? Yeah. I did only crush. Well, maybe the horse. she wants. I like, mean, is that where all the meat is? Because I believe maybe she wants like some some she likes brain or a good horse head. Is that what you want? <laughs> all I mean, things, you're sucking yes. on fish heads. Why all not horse things. heads now? Right? Instead of boar's head, it's I horse head. Yeah. This. Good fucking horse. Now it's just jerky. As Abby rips, or as Alabaster rips jerky as off of its corpse. Scraping, <laughs> as I'm scraping, as I'm glaring at you guys. I just recently read this tome about, it was called the- You read uh, tomes? I do. I do read tomes every now and then. It was called the uh, the the Feline Prince. Is this the Lion King? Is God the Lion damn King? it, it's the Lion King. <laughs> oh, the Circle of Life. That's what I was going with. God <laughs> damn it. Hakuna Matata, yeah. bitch. <laughs> and, uh, um, Promise oh, my father that I will recreate his uh, his signature dish, Sonny's uh, Wild Hog Roast. Mendel, do you want to walk towards where you were walking towards before this happened? Old Bear's house. Um. Yeah. Um. Off we. You go. know, Mendel is kind of angry right now, and he doesn't necessarily know why he can't stop being angry. Doug walks um, over. And the only place that he can go is he kind of just walks off towards the old bear's house. So, um, assuming everyone kind of follows him, you guys go up the hill to where the old bear's house. You saw it in the flashback, even if you weren't there, but like Doug's been there before, though he wasn't there at the time. Mendel's been there. Um, Alabaster, you did see it when when Mendel was struck down, so you know that, that that's where your guys are going. Wait, wait, I, I slip Thedric my number on a rock. A rock number. <laughs> you like used your talent to carve it on a rock. Yeah. All right. On he my shell phone. Him. Duck slips and, uh, uh, <laughs> Mindora wineskin. My shell phone. Shell phone. Call me. 
right. Maybe. All right. Um, <laughs> I'm not going to argue that. Okay, so... Um, it's a conch. <laughs> you can hear the ocean. All right. All right. It's fine. Um, I'm, I don't have a problem with this. You toss a rock to him, it hits him in the head. Uh, Picks it up and puts it in his mouth. <laughs> yeah, that's where Sandwiches. I was going, actually. Um, but hey, if you guys are successful, his intelligence will return, and he may be able to give you a, a little ring. Um, also, you guys do know that he is the one who knows how to get into the city, so you might want to revisit him before next game. Uh, okay. <laughs> Doug but also wine with... Calm down, calm down. To Mendel, because he's still in a fit of rage. Oh, you bring Mendel some wine. I give to, him some wine and pat, pat him on the shoulder. Calmer, as you guys are approaching and the, gesture the, the, the wine skin old bear's house. Um, I, I, I slip some fire crotch jerky in his mouth. Calm. Just like feed it. Uh, calm your tits. There are two people shoving liquids and solids into your mouth right now. Mm. Are you calmer? <laughs> I'm not shoving. It's a gesture. Yes, it's yes, like you a, are. a little. T- I guess. Okay, I'm shoving it in. Yeah, mouth. yeah. Mendel. Does that um, chill you out, Mendel? <laughs> it absolutely does not. Uh, for the first time in his life, Mendel tries to slap away a wineskin. At the at the same time, he's trying to keep meat from being shoved meat. in his mouth. Doug is insulted. I shove it in my mouth because you can't let it go to waste Uh, you guys all take a look up at the old bear's house um it was still intact it wasn't completely burned down it was damaged like some of the other houses that weren't burned down but it breaks apart shrapnel falls like like wooden chunks and stuff all like that and the uh, you hear is is the uh the night walker the thing that Thedric told you was here that was on your guys' side that that did want to seal the realms back the way they're supposed to be. He was apparently like crouched in the house, um, but as he sits up, the house rips apart because in his sitting position he is easily forty feet tall. Um, as he stands now, after ripping the house apart, he is now easily seventy feet tall. Um, he is a shadow, he is, but he's, he's not really a shadow shadow, like, he looks like a solid thing, but he's black as night. He is just featureless, solid black. A cast word of radius. <laughs> <laughs> he, uh... destroy him immediately? <laughs> do you actually cast word of radiance? <laughs> I mean, no. Okay. <laughs> so he's like a nobody from <clears throat> Kingdom Hearts? He stands, so he stands like 70 feet tall, he's featureless, but... His, he's thin in shape. Uh, you can see his hands. They are featureless, but they're they're pointy. They're clearly very pointy fingers. His, his head has a shape of a generic head, but also has these horns that go way far back. Um, easily they stretch out from his head and go back probably two feet in length each. Uh, Maleficent. Uh, that's not a bad like shape to, to, to imagine for sure. I know. And he says... I just think of Jennifer Lopez. Oh, wait, no, not Jennifer Lopez. Angelina. Angelina Jolie. Jolie. Yes, thank you. The well, other... That's Maleficent, yeah. Yeah. So then uh, we also get a silhouette of her lips, which are right? three feet long. Right. Okay, yes, we're going to yes, roll for lips. 
Roll yes. for lips. Oh. What are they? They sag with great severity. What are they? <laughs> um, How far out do they stick? Holy shit. Uh-oh. 22 was the roll, constitution roll. So, <laughs> I mean... Just, um, just they are um, fucking thick and juicy and just. <laughs> She's gonna so take care of all of us. Brad, this, uh, Brad would be fucking jealous right now. This Nightwalker <laughs> is featureless except for those fucking lips. The Holy lips. shit! Are they thick and soft and just? Just <laughs> call me Mister Fucking Smith. <laughs> <laughs> the Nightwalker looks down at all of you, which it is fucking towering above all of you, and. It says, the planes have weakened here. I do not wish to see our realms combined, but this great soul. And he points back and you see like a werebear, like a humanoid bear just like screaming and, and like fighting and like trying to find some kind of peace. And it's clear to you guys that it's it's not the old bear as he was as a halfling warrior. It's like a representation of him. He is he's a spirit at this point. He must be settled on this plane. I can attune the totem and seal this realm off so that Zariel doesn't Combine our worlds. Who will take the attunement? Doug throws his thumb and aims it over at Mendel. Mendel looks over at Squeaks. <laughs> Squeaks, like, very eagerly takes the totem off of your... Like, tries to start taking the totem off of your neck. <laughs> and he's just, like, holding it up like this. Oh, no, he wants to wear it and be attuned to it. <laughs> And throw squeaks at the giant thing. <laughs> um, Mendel Pat squeaks on the head. <laughs> That's funny, little buddy. I think it would look really cute on you too. And then he takes squeaks and he puts squeaks down on the ground. And Mendel steps forward and reveals the totem around his neck. The Nightwalker steps forward. You barely come up to its knee. and But it is standing right in front of you. And it reaches its pointy, shadowy hand with, like, a dark, black, smoky steam coming off of it. And its pointy finger touches you on the forehead. And it says, Very well. I'm sure I'll see the rest of you soon. And it touches Mendel's forehead. And the totem connects to him in a spiritual level. Roll a d100, though. 60. <laughs> the table has served you well, Mendel, in that your, your indefinite madness is definite, is that, <laughs> quote, you always jump quote, like the flaw that you have, which is this indefinite madness flaw, as the book says, lasts until cured. I am the smartest, wisest, strongest, fastest, and most beautiful person I know. <laughs> so nothing happened. So nothing happened to me, right? By the way, guys, that's not a fact. That's just what he thinks. I mean, it is a fact. I don't know. I don't know what you're talking about. So essentially, nothing has happened to him. <laughs> I need to Absolutely, drink. nothing this has changed. Be... Exactly. 
<laughs> these, these, you're just stating facts about Mendel. <laughs> this is gonna be exhausting. Is this something that we wanted to roll a smaller number? I mean, it's just like the it's just like the uh, short-term madness thing. It's not really about high or low numbers. It's just about like oh, just a kind? random series of I things on the kind. table. Like, got it, got it. It's just flying under the radar now. That's <laughs> just Mindle being Mindle. <laughs> it's almost like one of those things where okay, well now, well if you guys actually do cure it, I expect him to be a normal person after that. Right, right. Will he be humbled? <laughs> like no. it cured the madness madness that he already had. Yeah. <laughs> what if it works in reverse? Never. As the Nightwalker touches you and attunes you to the thing and you become, quote-unquote, mad, <laughs> the bear totem now bestows upon you this ability. This is a, a giant fucking note card. That is Good an God. epic boon. Epic boons are usually rewarded after level 20, um, but you will all achieve one when you attune to one of the totems. Getting that boon? A small tear just slides from... From his right tear duct to his left one. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. That is exactly what happens, Doug. The Nightwalker doesn't exist for much longer because the totem is now attuned to this plane. The other planes are locked off from it, and all of the fog disappears. The Nightwalker disappears. There's no more weird things like the Wait, Nightwalker. Wait, take Copernicus with you. And um, Copernicus goes... And definitely plants itself in this plane for, for good. It it like latches onto alabaster, and is like, which means don't fucking take me, or I'm taking her with me. <laughs> I look over at Squeaks. I tried, buddy. I tried. There's no longer anything weird about the place you're in. Um, no longer disco fog. No longer disco fog. There's not even fog at all anymore. Actually, I like the name um, disco fog. <laughs> it's gonna be my uh, my DJ name. You guys now know DJ Disco Fog. I think we need to go find. Ugh, he shudders as he says, "Cedric." Mendel walks over to the closest puddle and stomps his foot in it. Are you in there? You guys start walking back towards town, and Thedric actually, you see him step out of the shadows, and he seems a little more about himself right now. He Mendel looks goes back for a second. Whoa! Another shadow ghost. <laughs> Throws a javelin. Cast word of radiance. <laughs> um, uh, roll damage for word of radiance. No, no, do it, do it, do it. <laughs> I mean, plus my modifier, it's a six, but it was a one. Um, Phaedric heals for six. Uh, nice. He's, he's a he's a very capable, very talented paladin uh, who. As he looks about you guys, is clearly back to his senses and is not no longer crazy. And he says, I think I need to get you guys to the second totem. Are you ready? Yeah, can, can you just show me your teeth? I was born ready. I'm just wondering how you ate that rock. Just curious, personal curiosity. Because I can cook you something good. Thedric it's, gives a smile. His teeth are perfect. Jesus. And he pulls out a broken to, a broken rock. Um, I know. I've really let myself go. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> Mendel takes the rock that. and tries to bite it. <laughs> Give me a constitution saving throw. 16? You don't, you, don't, you don't break the rock, but you also don't break your teeth either. Yeah. You just bite the rock, and it's just weird. <laughs> Mendel just kind of like 
Is there any... Mendel tries to break the rock on something else. <laughs> he tries to break it with his hammer. He tries to do sleight of hand. Oh, you're, you're, you're... Can I do sleight of hand to try to, like, turn around and, like... To pretend like... you broke the rock with your hammer but on your teeth? Give me a sleight of hand with disadvantage. Eleven. Squeak stays on your shoulder, but he considers going to Thadrix when this happens. <laughs> <laughs> it's clear that he's like moving a little bit. He's like, no, gotta be loyal. Okay, it's fine. It's fine. He'll get over it. Mindel kicks the rock as far as he can. <laughs> Thadric did tell you guys that I gotta get you to the next totem. And that is where we're going to end our session, guys. Uh, so To the river. Thank you so much for joining us for uh, this episode of Character Arcana. Um, I've been your dungeon master, Richard Bertelson, and joining me today was a one Doug Saucepots, who is... Ted Hong. And a Mendel Sands, which is... I mean, I guess it's Nick Slayick. And also Abby Bryant. No, I am Mendel Sands. Because I am better than everyone else, and that includes Nick Slake. Uh, he may have gone a little mad, but also joining me is Alabaster Chernobyl, who is... Abby Bryanton. Thank you so much, guys. We'll see you next month. Also join us on Facebook at Character Arc or on Instagram at Character Arc. Or you can subscribe to this podcast and like and... Uh, you can also subscribe, like, share, and rate this podcast on Character Arcana on its own feed. Or you can join us on Character Arc uh, on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, uh, really anywhere you listen to podcasts. Please share with your friends. Tell people about us. Listen to us. Thank you so much for rate listening. Rate us five stars or else. <laughs> <laughs>